Hello and welcome. My name is Ali Meehan. I'm founder of Costa Women, the largest online tribe of women living in Spain or heading this way. Today, our Make It Happen interview is sponsored by Casa Expat, who offer a range of insurance products for your expat life in Spain. You can find them at casaexpat.com. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by a lady who gets younger every time I meet her. I don't know how she does it, but maybe she'll let us in on the secret a bit later. In today's Make It Happen interview, I'm talking to Masha Malka, who has defied the odds throughout her life, leaving the only life and country she's known. Masha's life turned upside down when her family fled Soviet Union. Masha is now an international recognized author, speaker, and a life and executive coach to hundreds of clients who have been given by Masha the unique ability to understand what it takes to turn your life around. Masha, good morning. Good morning, Alice. It's great to be here with you. And great to see you. And you're in the most, you've got the most beautiful backdrop. So tell me where you are and how you ended up living there. <laughs> well, I'm specifically uh, in Puerto Banus. Those who live on Costa del Sol would probably know uh, what it is. Uh, I usually do my interviews from my office, but I thought it's, you know, it's a gorgeous day and uh, we live in a beautiful place and why not show it off? <laughs> Absolutely. No, great. So how did you end up living in, in Marbella? Well, uh, I've been here, believe it or not, for over 20 years. Uh, and uh, the reason how I ended up here, uh, I, used to, I was living in Miami, uh, where I immigrated from the Soviet Union, as you mentioned. Um, and uh, I got married in Miami. And then we decided that we wanted to start a family to have children in Europe. We didn't know where, but we just wanted it to be in Europe. So we actually lived uh, in different countries, in uh, Austria, in Vienna, in London, in Bulgaria. Um, and then we found this beautiful town called Marbella, which we thought was perfect, like ideal to raise children uh, in so many ways. And so that's what we did. We had three children. They were all born here. And now they're 19 15 and 11 <laughs> wow so um but it's it's just uh you know it's one of those little paradises that um when you go away uh and you come back and you think like i, I can't think of a better place <laughs> it's, just, it's just perfect yeah. yeah yeah so as i mentioned at the very beginning you do look younger every time i see you so is there a tip Thank you. <laughs> uh yes actually uh i think uh, the tip is that it's it's our, our inner world shows on the outside. It's what we feel, the thoughts that we're thinking. It, it affects actually how we look. And, and so if we thinking uh, negative thoughts or angry thoughts or um, resentful thoughts, sad and so on, it, it will show and it, will, it ages you as well. This energy, uh, every emotion carries energy. And I will touch the, the topic of emotions in a minute when I talk about my book, but Every emotion carries energy and low vibrations, you know, make you feel, you know, older as well. And then, of course, if you see the beauty and the wonder and everything, no matter what happens, and you're just happy because you wake up alive. And then, of course, you add to that everything else, you know, you, you can walk, you can see, you can talk, you know, there's so many things we can be grateful for. So when you live in a space of gratitude and love and joy, then uh, it reflects in how you look. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you totally on that one. And you mentioned briefly your book. So here we have your book. So it's Master yes. Your Emotions, which is and the one that goes <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Marsha um, lent me a copy of this book and it's fabulous because it has action steps in it all the way through. So very short chapters, very easy to read in our very fast paced world that we have here. Um, but it has action steps. So every day you could just read a very brief chapter and do some action steps. So tell me more about how you actually created the, this one minute coach guide. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, the one minute coach system, I call it, was designed uh, about 12 years ago. Uh, and the way it happened is that I used to deliver a lot of, uh, and I still do deliver a lot of workshops and seminars. My background is actually education. I was teaching in schools and universities later. Uh, but specifically when it comes to attending seminars or workshops, people go with this great intention to get better, to learn, to change their life, to move to another level, and they invest time, money, effort. And then what I notice is that majority of people, huge majority of people, go back to their day-to-day -day life and they just get swallowed up by, you know, by everything that happens and they forget most of the things they learn, they, they, it's not consistent in applying. And that's, that's quite normal because, uh, you know, that, that life takes over. But I wanted to do something to help at least the people who were my students or attended my seminars to help with that situation. And so I started sending them very short because everybody's busy, like you said. Uh, there is an information overload. Nobody needs more information. We need to be yeah. more choosy about what we focus on. So very short uh, messages, reminding them of what they learned during their training and then giving specific action steps. Because again, like you mentioned, information is everywhere. Uh, we're not lacking information. What we're lacking is actually taking action, taking consistent action on what we're learning. This is right. This, this is the most important is the actions that you take and understanding what actions to take. So to make it as easy as possible, I give specific action steps on a very short bit of information that people uh, can easily apply, you know, immediately that same day or throughout the week or so on. And then I would send another message with different action steps. And this way, uh, the change is consistent uh, and they're applying what they learn. So after a while, this messages, and I call them the one minute coach messages because they were no longer than a minute. Uh, they, uh, after about a couple of years, people started asking me to, to put it in the book because they love the messages and they used to forward it to their friends and I got quite a big list of subscribers and they said, we love your messages, but you know, we print them out and they now like falling out and we can't find the right message. Can you please put it in the book? And to be honest, uh, I used to major in mathematics and, and exact science. I mean, writing in languages was never my strong point so I thought to myself me an author like just doesn't go just two and two doesn't go together but I do like to make things easy for people and I like to help and after third time my friend said to me Masha please you know just put it in the book I thought okay I should just find a way to you know to make it as a guide and so my first book called The One Minute Coach Change Your Life One Minute at a Time uh, came out 11 years ago, a little bit more now than 11 years. Um, and uh, yeah, it became a bestseller, which was like a shock. So I was really happy with that. And people loved this format because like, like you said, you know, every chapter is a standalone chapter. In fact, you can use it as a reference guide, just open on any page, get a message. Uh, like I'll open it here. It says, the pleasure of feeling valued. And um, it's all about why we need to feel valued and how to 
uh, feel valued, how to others pe- make other people feel valued, and so on. Uh, this one is the pain of jealousy in the relationship. So uh, I'm talking now about the second book, which came out actually uh, March this year. And it's called uh, The One-Minute Coach to Mastering Your Emotions. Uh, I'm planning to do a series of books under the same umbrella, uh, using the same system. So this one is To Mastering Your Emotions. And um, that came about because I went through a very difficult um, separation, divorce. Basically, the reason why it was so difficult is because I ended up facing my biggest fear, and that's you know, the fear of being abandoned or the fear of being alone. And I think a lot of people will probably relate to that. Uh, And it was very hard for me. In fact, much harder than immigrating when I was 17. And I used to think that was the hardest thing, but this was by far the hardest thing. But, you know, like everything in life, the bigger the obstacles and, you know, we're never given an obstacle that we don't have the tools to overcome it. So, Mm -hmm. but when we... And sometimes I tell my clients and my friends who really going through tough times, uh, I say to them, the reason why you're going through these tough times is because you have, you're very strong internally, you know, you have the strength, you have the ability, you have the resources. If you tap into them to overcome this. uh, And uh, when we do overcome this, we, everybody that I met, when I asked them, what is your top, uh, peak experiences in life and it's always about overcoming some tough situations or tough you know obstacles in life and and you know becoming a better person in the process and learning and growing and so that's what happened to me and uh, I kind of combined my experience of going through this whole process and uh, you know being a very emotional person in general I was born (laughs) Uh, you know, quite emotional and sensitive. So for me to, to master emotions is thinking if I can do it, anybody can do it. So that's, that's why the book came about, you know. Brilliant. Yeah. And you believe everyone can make a change. In fact, I've got a quote on my vision board for this year, which is anyone can change everything. So what do you think stops us actually making changes in our life? Everyone can change anything. Um, can I ask you first why you chose that particular quote for yourself or for your vision board? Because um, I think sometimes we forget that we're in charge of our future and our lives. We, you know, we think, well, somebody else can do that or um, I need to make a change, but I'm not ready yet. But we need to make change. We need to go through changes throughout our whole life to, to become what we want to be. So it's to remind myself you know, that I can change even if something small, but it could change everything that's going on around me. So, you know, it, it doesn't need to be a big, big move, but I could, I could make something small change. And that because exponentially local. it gets. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no I, totally, I totally agree with you in that, in that quote. And uh, the important thing, in my opinion, to understand here is that we are constantly creating change whether we make a decision to change something or we make a decision not to take any actions, every single decision, even every single intention creates change. So regardless whether, you know, some, a lot of people are scared to make decisions 
And so they choose uh, to stay within the comfort zone. Even when the comfort zone is painful, the unknown to them is a lot more painful and, and scary. They're still create, creating change. They're still affecting uh, everything that happens to them and around them. So that, this is very important that you brought this up for people to understand that no matter what you do, uh, you are creating something. You are creating a change. So the idea here is to think in terms of consequences. If I make this decision, what would be the consequences? If I don't make this decision, what would be the consequences? I don't believe in right or wrong decisions, to be honest. It's all about the consequences that you want to experience. Are, they, are these consequences bringing you closer to your ideal life, to what you want to live, uh, or taking you away from it? Every time we make a decision based in fear, it keeps you back. It keeps you from living the life you can be living. Uh, every time you make a decision uh, because you know you deserve something better and you want to experience a certain quality of life that maybe you're not experiencing at the moment and you make a brave decision, even you can be so scared. In, in, in my situation, for example, with the breakup uh, of my marriage, um, I read a quote uh, and it said, if you're really scared to lose something, lose it and don't be scared anymore. And to be honest, I was just really tired to live in fear. I was living in this constant fear to be, yeah, like I said, to be abandoned or to be left alone. Like this, this dependency that I felt in the, within the relationship. Uh, and so I decided I don't want to be scared anymore. And I made the decision to, to move away from that and to rediscover who I am again. And because I kind of lost myself in that, in that relationship. And that was, Scary, really scary, difficult, but the best thing I've done for myself. Seriously, I mean, I, the last few years were the happiest of my, of my life. That's actually another reason why I look younger. <laughs> because, because I don't live in that place of uh, fear, you know. Um, yeah. Fear, yeah. fear really brings us down. Yeah. I, this, the topic of fear is, is my favorite because, you know, if, if we, I made the decision then to actually do the things I fear because it helps you with your self of confidence. It, it helps you understand that actually you're capable of so much more that, than you think you're capable. And it really opens up uh, the whole world, the boundaries, like you, 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 every time you face the, th- the things that you fear, you widening your own boundaries and, and your life just opens up in a whole different way to you. Yeah, yeah. My husband and I have a um, something that we do when we're facing something that we're not that happy about. We look in the mirror and say, what's the worst that could happen? And normally the worst isn't as bad as you fear it's going to be. So, mm-hmm. but, but we all have these irrational fears that it's going to be, you know, life-changing and horrendous when in reality those fears are never really as big as we make them out to be in our head. Yes, it's mostly yeah. the fear of unknown. People are very yeah. scared of the unknown because they, they're scared to lose control and uh, uh, wanting control is one of the human needs. We want to be in control. The minute we're stepping out of, uh, into the unknown, we're vulnerable. Nobody yeah. likes to be vulnerable. No. So yeah. that's the main reason, yes, why people fear, but that's the only way to grow is to step out of your comfort zone, to expand your comfort zone. Not too far. You have to do it gradually. Yeah. You don't want to go, uh, you know, like 30% out. You want to go 5% out, make it your new comfort zone, take another 5%. One of the reasons why people get burned or fail is because they want to jump too much. Like they, uh, they go too far. 
better gradually and consistently. That's the best way to, to change things. Yeah. Um, and you've gone outside of your comfort zone with ballroom dancing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, really. So what, what yes. difference has dancing made to your life? Well, uh, dancing is uh, something I'm very passionate about. It's, it's something that feeds my soul. You know, like I think everybody has something that feeds their soul. Somebody likes to paint. Somebody likes to sing. Um, somebody loves to dance. And unfortunately, a lot of the time we say, oh, I, I wish I could do this, but now it's not the time. I can't afford it. I don't have uh, enough time. I need to focus on this. I need to earn money. And so we postpone the things that actually makes us feel alive, you know, that makes us feel, it brings us joy and happiness. And that's, I must say, the wrong approach to life. You've got to put those things, uh, and I would say especially for women, for especially for women, it's yeah. extremely important to do the things that we love to do, the things that feed our soul, the things that make us feel fu- fulfill us. Yes, uh, because it's only when we feel full that we can give. So we need to do those things, uh, and dancing is one of those things. And I'm guilty to say that uh, because I was raising three children and career and everything. I was like, I don't have time for this, and. There's more important things to spend money on. But eventually I said, no, I have to dance. I, I come from a dancing background. I used to teach dance for many years and I, and I would dance professionally. But uh, after the second child, I kind of stopped because you know, <laughs> I didn't have the, the time. And, uh, and then, so I would say, I think it was five years ago, I went back and I started dancing again. Oh my God, I, I just it really... I can't describe it, you know, when you do something that, that makes you happy, it just exponentially makes everything better and, and your life just uh, becomes better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's one person that you would love to waltz with and why? Oh, that's such a nice question. All right. Uh, can I say three people? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The first person that, that came to mind is, for some reason, John Travolta. Uh, I used to be a big fan. Uh, used to be, I mean, I still like him, but I had the crush on him before. I met him, by the wow. way. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, when, when I was in Miami and I, and I was trying to do all kinds of jobs, you know, to put myself through college. Because, you know, at refugees, we came with uh, nothing. So I was working two, three jobs, and I used to do some extras and movies or modeling. And initially, I didn't speak any English, so I got hired as an extra, but I didn't really understand much English at the time. So when they told all the extras to go to, from a place A to a place B, I didn't understand. I just, I kind of got lost on the set and I ended up in the room with John Travolta. <laughs> mistake. And he was there like go, going over his lines and then he looked at me like, who is she? <laughs> I'll never forget that look like, of surprise. And then somebody came and kind of ushered me ushered me out but you know since then I was really following his career closely and of course he's an incredible dancer so yes so I would say John Travolta another one I would say um I'd like to waltz with uh, my future husband at my wedding <laughs> and uh, my son at his wedding oh lovely very nice so which um one minute plan manager do you have planned next one minute coach have you got a title do you know what topic you're going to cover um, I, I keep getting different ideas, but the, the topic that I find 
very fascinating and exciting and that I'm really passionate about at the moment is it has to do always this femininity, feminine energy, how to, uh, basically the, the, the name I want to use is um, Unleash the Goddess Within. Yeah, that's what it is. The One Minute Coach to Unleashing the Goddess Within. Because there's, um, women are very powerful creatures and we don't use our powers at all, like <laughs> hardly. And I want to teach women how to use the, those powers to, you know, for themselves and their little tribes, their families, the people they love, the, the world, you know, this, if we, if we can tap in into this feminine energy and use it properly, it's very powerful. Sounds like a very powerful book. I look forward to seeing that one. We're going to have a very quick, quick fire round now. Um, okay. Business book. Which one are you currently reading? And number one thing that you've learned. The one I'm reading is is uh, right now. It's called. And I'll read the title. Um, sorry, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's here. Uh, when you, um, sorry, it's called uh, becoming supernatural. Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. It's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. And it's absolutely life-changing because um, from a scientific point of view, he explains how by tapping into certain emotions, we can actually influence our DNA and the whole body. This is how people heal themselves, you know, uh, in a holistic way, you know, it, it, but he explains how uh, the DNA is affected when we use or tap into certain emotions. And of course it goes hand in hand with what I'm teaching. So it's, it's really, really interesting to me. Um, That's, it sounds yeah. very interesting. I've read a, I read an article once about how people during the first world war ended up changing their DNA because of all the trauma they went through. So it sounds like a really interesting book. Okay, I'll very add that one to my wish list. <laughs> Best piece of advice you've ever been given? Okay. Um, I, you know, there's two that come to mind, and I think that they're both extremely important. They, they both turned my life. Uh, one is that we're responsible for our lives, which is actually how you started this uh, interview. That... Uh, and. and yeah, being responsible for my life to me was a huge, huge thing because that eliminates judgment, blame, uh, all these things that we, uh, not just people, but also circumstances. It, it, it eliminates the feeling of being a victim or be feeling victimized, which is a very uh, low vibrational uh, emotion. So it, it's, to me, it's a very empowering belief to know that it's up to me how I experienced my life and what I'm attracting into my life. Uh, and the second one was also very powerful is, um, has to do with the emotion of guilt. And I don't know if I was brought up, uh, you know, sometimes people, uh, parents subconsciously or unconsciously, I should say unconsciously raise their children with the feeling uh, of guilt. You know, that's how they make them do what they, you know, they manipulate their kids. Possibly I grew up with that. Um, I don't want, I'm not blaming anybody. Uh, that's not important. The important thing is when I came across that information, I was feeling guilty about 
everything, uh, even the weather. So somehow I found a reason that to feel like it's my fault or something. <laughs> so, so, so when uh, I, I, uh, I read, uh, I can't remember where it came from, that don't, don't allow anyone to make you feel guilty, including yourself, ever again, because it's just a useless emotion. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And it, it, it took some time because also you attract the kind of people into your life that operate on guilt trips and make you feel guilty and you take it because that's what you attract because that's what you feel. It's an emotion that lives in you. Uh, so, so even the people around me, when I started, when I stopped accepting guilt trips and I said, no, you know, don't deserve, this is, this is wrong. You know, you're not going to tell me those things. It was surprising to them as well because they weren't used to it. But eventually, you know, they, if you do not allow those things into your life, they, they stop happening. So that, that was yeah. another big yeah. yeah, amazing. Favorite quotes and why? Yes, uh, this one is easy uh, because it's like my motto. It's people will forget what you say. People will forget what you do. But people will never forget how you make them feel. This is by uh, Maya Angelou. And I love that quote because it has to do with, you know, walking the walk, talking the talk, is leading by example. It kind of falls into that. And I, I, I totally agree with it. This is, that's why also when I conduct my uh, seminars or coaching sessions or workshops, it's not about piling information on somebody. It's about inspiring. You know, it's, a, it's about creating this emotion of uh, hope and, and uh, excitement and passion for whatever they want to achieve. Uh, and then allowing them, like, kind of drawing it out of them, the, inf the information that they need to achieve those things. Because we all know what we uh, we might not know consciously. I help people discover that, uh, to bring it to the surface, I should say. And then I help them already within them to achieve that. So, yes, it is about how we make people feel. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I'm waving my magic wand and giving you one wish for your business. What would you wish for or what are you daydreaming about? Mm. Uh, probably uh, my answer would not be very interesting because <laughs> I think anybody who is an author would, might say the same thing. But the truth is that would be something I would ask a magic wand. And that is for Oprah to discover my book <laughs> and put it on her list of, you know, uh, top uh, reading list for the summer or something like that. I mean, because that, that would be, yeah, that's what I would wish for. Okay. Well, we, we hope she's listening to this and she's decided <laughs> what she's going to do. Yeah, something, nice. final question, something you will achieve over the summer? Uh, my focus right now is actually uh, on public speaking, and uh, I have this this vision, this dream as well, to be on TED Talk. Okay. So I want I want to learn as much as possible about high high quality talks, and I want to design uh, a talk that is worthy of being on TED Talk, and then find opportunities to do that. So that's my goal for the summer. Beautiful. Well, we look forward to seeing you on a TED Talk. Very soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much, Amalka, for your time today. Look forward to seeing you, you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Good.